0: a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real life conversations, and all things women's ministry. Regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. We are continuing our conversation with Donna Clifton. And if you were able to join us last week, you're already on the edge of your seat, just wondering what happened next. And for those who weren't able to listen to the program, let me just give you a quick recap. Donna is telling her story and we we know about the power of our stories. We know how we have the opportunity to know our stories, to own our stories, to share our stories, and to see our story as part of a larger story, which is the plan of redemption, God's wonderful plan to love us and to redeem us, to buy us back and then to position us for victory. And so no matter what that secret sin is, that shame, that doubt, that guilt, there is healing in Jesus's name. And Bethany, I know that you can give an
1: amen on that. Mm -hmm. I can, because I actually saw Donna speak at a women's event um, a few months ago, and it was just so, so powerful, Donna, hearing your story, how you made mistakes and there were definitely uh, some stumbles along the way. Uh, You ended up having an abortion as we shared last week. But God has completely redeemed you, and that is such an amazing thing. That's my favorite part of this whole story: is Mine too. the healing, <laughs> the healing that has taken place. So, can you kind of uh, pick up a little bit on your story? What happened next? Sure.
2: I know the day that I had the abortion, I lost my voice. You know, being able to speak up for myself and and to share, and my voice was silent for about twenty four years. And during those twenty four years, I. Tried many, many things to make the pain go away, and nothing seemed to help. I was pretty good at putting on a mask, you know, and walking through life, as I said before, without things really touching me. I could put the mask on, but there were always times when the mask would fall off because it would take a lot to keep stuffing those feelings down. You know, you think of a jack-in-the-box, you know, you can stuff them down, but at a certain point, it's going to pop open and they're going to, to pop out, which is exactly what they did with me. I could not deal with, at times, I absolutely could not deal with the emotional pain because I couldn't figure out how to make it go away. So I began cutting And I still bear scars in my hands and my wrists from cutting because it was easier to deal with the physical pain and it gave me something tangible to do to clean up the blood.
1: And I think it's, it's important to mention, too, that at this point, you knew who God was. You had been in church a little bit as a kid, but you definitely didn't have that personal relationship with Christ. Right. And after the abortion, when I was 19, after that happened,
2: I actually ended up moving and living with my sister for about a month. I was baptized at that time. And... I began trying to find a church to go to. Once I completed college and got a teaching position, I did find a church and got very active in it. In fact, I got too active in it because at that point I was trying to work my way back to God because I felt like that it was something that God could never forgive me for. And, you know, Satan is always there whispering those lies into our ears, telling us you'll never be good enough. You'll never be able to do this or you you know, God will never forgive you for that. And they are lies straight from the pits of hell because they are not truth. Scripture speaks directly against that. But even during those 24 years, when I did get back into church, I was trying to work my way back to God. I felt like I had to do something to prove to God that I was worthy for him to love me.
0: You know, and I know that we all can relate to that. We all have those struggles where we think, I'm going to clean myself up. I'm going to prove my worth. (laughs) I'm going to get to that stable ground. And then once I'm clean, once I'm good, once I'm whole, once I'm together, then God can use me, you know, and so it's just a, Another trap, isn't it, Donna? It is. Because absolutely. we're never going to be whole apart from Christ.
2: No, and it's like waiting till you get well before you go to a doctor. And I did. And I think I was trying to also prove to myself that I was okay with God. But I remember going down so many times each Sunday morning to the altar, just praying, God forgive me for this, please forgive me. And again, Satan there whispering, He can't forgive you for this. This is not something he can forgive you for which is an absolute lie because Again, the Bible tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And not only that, once he does, it says that he separates us from our sin as far as the East is from the West, and he remembers it no more. Yes.
1: Well, and as we all know too, the Bible doesn't contradict itself. Exactly. You know, Satan will contradict you. Satan will make you feel like a hypocrite, like a fake, but God doesn't make you feel that way. And so those feelings of God can't forgive this We know that's from Satan because... God has told us what he forgives us for. It's everything. And God isn't going to go back on his word or contradict himself. And two, just the path to freedom is that
0: surrender that I can't, but God can. Right. You know, and so I guess that working for your salvation, working for God's favor, that was a part of your life for how long?
2: At least 24 years. Wow. And, you know, I remember being in church. If there was a committee that needed help, I was there. The doors were open. I was there. And just trying to work my way back. And at this point I was learning the Bible. I was being taught the Bible. I was reading the Bible for myself, but there were times that there were passages that would just scare the living daylights out Mm -hmm. of me. And Satan would use those scripture against me and just making me to believe that. This was not something that God could forgive.
0: Now, let me ask you a question, Donna. In the midst of this process, this journey of no voice to a voice, did you tell anybody about your secret?
2: I actually did tell some of my sisters and a brother and my mom because after I graduated from college, I moved immediately as soon as I graduated to Florida. You know, I was trying to get away from the gunk that was, you know, following me. Little did I know that it was gonna follow me there too. So I ended up suicidal, ended up in the hospital. And so I called my family to let them know what was going on with me and they came down and I was I told them at that time. And I want to also just stress this too because I did go through counseling And the thing about counseling, when I would tell them what was going on and that I was hurting and that I'd had an abortion, they would almost look at me and say, "Okay, so what else do you have? Because they didn't know what to do with it either. I don't think that people understood that. It's almost like PTSD. You know, if, you're, if you don't know what to do with that or how to help that, I mean, even just saying God will forgive you did not work for me because the sin of abortion is not just one sin. The sin of abortion is a multitude of sins rolled into one. So it wasn't just saying, "Okay, God can forgive me for the abortion because but there were many strings that were attached that were part of me. And so having a pastor say, God will forgive you while I understand where they're coming from, I had to go deeper than that. And I actually met my husband, and one of the hardest things that I had to do was to have to tell him that I would never be able to have children. And I remember him saying to me, I love you and not because of the thought of having children with you. And we ended up moving to Cabot. I was still teaching here in in North Little Rock, and we ended up moving to Cabot. And I remember one night I was in the bedroom. I saw this show on TV. I kept seeing the name of the show, and it was called Faces of Abortion. And I kept thinking, what in the world is that? But I couldn't bring myself to watch it. So one night there was absolutely nothing on TV. And so I um, thought, okay, I'll go ahead and just watch and just see what this is. And it was a show with women sharing their stories of going through an abortion. And they gave a website that I went to the next day and I sat and I cried for three straight hours because it was the first time in 24 years that I realized I wasn't alone. Mm -hmm. And there were women who were sharing stories of not being able to have children after having an abortion. And I thought I was the only one. You know, Satan blinded me with that lie as well. You know, look at you. You're so bad. This happened to you. This is God's punishment. He is really, you know... Which in and of itself is a lie, too, because the wages of sin is death, you know, spiritual death. It's not that he's going to knock you around. Um, That's so good. (laughs) We got to stop there. We got to stop there.
0: That's profound right there. Okay, so the wages of sin is spiritual death. Exactly. You know, and there are consequences. We know that. But he's not knocking you around, Mm -hmm. which goes back to that original belief that you talked about in our first program, which was kind of the cosmic cop that God's up there to try to zap us when we do something wrong. So what I love about your story is that he's addressing the deeper issues. Exactly. So I
2: have to interject that. So profound. And there are natural consequences to abortion. But at that point, I was believing the lie of, see, God's just punishing you Mm -hmm. for this. So after I got married and watched that show and had really become the master of just stuffing, you know, and putting on that mask and walking through life and watching that show... I thought that I was healed because I had become such a master at stuffing those feelings. So at the end of the show, they also gave a number for the National Hotline for Abortion Recovery. So I called that, and I spoke with Millie Lace. And Millie put me in touch with Vicki Parker in Cabot. So I go bounding into Vicki's office, and I'm like, hi, I am here to help. And she said, oh, okay, good. Or, you know, have you been through a Bible study? And I was like, uh, uh, what, what do you mean a Bible study? And she was like, you know, a Bible study, you know, specifically for abortion healing. And I was like, no, do I need to do that? And she said, yeah. So I started filling out my paperwork for that and cried the entire time because it took the lid off of all those feelings that I had stuffed for so long. So I began calling her almost weekly. You know, when's the Bible study going to start? I'm ready to do this. And so I finally went through, I believe it was like in September of 2006. And it was a hard study because It went back and it addressed all of those issues. When I was talking about all of those various sins that are rolled into the sin of abortion, it unrolls and unpackages each of those, you know, to claim God's healing over. And God's healing is available for all of us. What a beautiful, beautiful
0: picture of his redemption. And on the other side of the break, we're gonna come back and we're gonna continue the story and continue the healing process. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit AndreaLennonMinistry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's AndreaLennonMinistry.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're talking with Donna as she continues to unpack her story about abortion and the consequences that came from abortion but also the freedom that is ours in Jesus Christ and we <laughs> want to proclaim that over this conversation. God is so good, God is so faithful and so you left us at the point where you were in this Bible study for recovery of abortion. And so tell us how that impacted you and how it became a catalyst for change in your
2: life. Okay. And you're right. This is about Christ and it is about Christ only. And I know that we've spent a lot of time talking about my story and things that I did, but there is so much more to it. And after I did the paperwork and filled it out and called her week after week, when are we starting this? We started the Bible study in September and walking through each Of the sins that are tied to the sin of abortion was painful, but it was something that has to be done. And I remember getting to the chapter about forgiveness. And, you know, I knew that the Bible said that God could forgive me. One thing that God really spoke to me at that point was. If I couldn't get to the point to forgive myself, then I was placing myself in higher authority than God himself because God had forgiven me. And if I was saying I won't forgive me, then I was placing myself above God. Hmm. And I remember one night it hit. God broke through all of that for me to be able to forgive myself. My husband had gone to Walmart, so I was there by myself except for the dogs. But I remember when I finished that section of the Bible study, running into the backyard and screaming, I forgive me. And the freedom that God washed up for me at that moment, letting it go because God had already forgiven me, but I was still pulling all of that stuff over me like some type of umbrella. And, you know, letting go of that was hard. And I know that sounds weird, but change often is hard. And I had become so used to stuffing those feelings and letting go of that. I'd often equate to it's like we all have our most favorite pair of shoes and we will wear them and wear them and wear them until they may have holes in them, they're falling apart. And, you know, breaking in a new pair of shoes is not fun, but the shoes that we love, they're not doing us any good. They're not protecting us. And it's the same way with these feelings that we allow Satan just to keep pushing down on us. We're comfortable with
1: them. We've learned how to live with them, but they're not doing us any good. Well, and so often too, our sin can become such a huge part of our identity and not that exactly. you liked that sin in your life, right? but I think if I'm reading your, your story, right, that it had become such a part of who you were that almost maybe you didn't know how to live without it, without that guilt and without that shame. Exactly right. That's exactly what it was. It just
2: became part of who I was and how I dealt with things and how I approached situations was determined from the point of view of I am post abortive. Hmm. You know, that determined how I was going to respond to people. Um, I couldn't go to baby showers. Uh, you know, I had friends that were having babies and I couldn't go to their showers. I would send a gift gift, but I couldn't be there. But getting to that place of being able to forgive myself and literally just let it go. And what that did for you, I know, Donna, because I can see it on your face right now. And we all have tears in our eyes, but you replaced your
0: filter. Your filter prior to this Bible study, prior to this moment of freedom was guilt and condemnation and sin and shame. Right. And then you replaced that filter through, number one, the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number two, through the power of God's word. Number three, through a surrender and a reception on your part to just accept truth and your new filter was I'm forgiven exactly I'm chosen I'm sent out and so exactly. this study was transformational so I know we have people who want to know about this study tell us the name of it tell us how they can be a
2: part of this healing process there are several different studies on post-abortive um, the one that I went through was called forgiven and set free what I would encourage is I would like to give if I could Vicki Parker's phone number she is the director of the crisis pregnancy center options pregnancy center in cabot bb in jacksonville the number is 501-941-8047 and she does the healing weekends you know the weekend retreats and if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself I couldn't do that, or I can do that on my own. I really want to encourage you that you can't do it on your own. You need to walk through this with women who have walked through it already, because they can validate your feelings of, yeah, I felt that too. You know, you're not crazy. And To be able to validate and lift each other up. You know, the Bible tells us that, you know, where we have been comforted through Christ, that we are to comfort others. And one of my favorite stories is in John, when Christ raises Lazarus. You know, Jesus calls Lazarus forth from the tomb, from the the grave. I pictured Lazarus hopping, you know, to the edge (laughs) because he's still wrapped in his grave clothes. And knowing that I was forgiven, was okay, but I was still wrapped in the in my grave clothes. And I needed someone to come, just as Jesus said, loose him and let him go. And I needed someone to come and help walk, you know, and loose me from my grave clothes. To me, Donna, that is a picture of community. You know, and we think about
0: how God graciously calls us into relationship with him. So we have our vertical relationship, but then he also surrounds us with these horizontal relationships that are actually meant to be an encouragement as the body of Christ comes around each other. And so what a great application from the story of Jesus calling Lazarus forth. And Jesus looked to the people who were there at the grave watching this resurrection take place. And he says, you know, lose him from those grave clothes. And so I love that application. And sometimes we do believe the lie that we can do it on our own because we want to stay in that secret place. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But also when we bring the darkness into the light, then we know that there is that there is hope. There is that freedom. And so what it will help you to do when you come into community around this topic is it helps you to get
2: real, real fast. Exactly. Because Satan is always there trying to tell you that um, you can just you can do this on your own. You don't need any help and that is so not true because I know specifically with this I could not have done that study on my own bringing all of this up I began cutting again because it was so painful and I did not want that emotional pain again and when I went through the study it was once a week and so it was drawn out over many weeks the way that we do it now is a weekend retreat and you stay in a house you're in a house with only other women who have been through abortion. The leaders are also post-abortive. You're there the entire weekend and you've got that support and it's okay to let it out.
1: And it is absolutely incredible. And I think that's so beautiful because sin is so isolating. I mean, sin is one of those things that encourages you just to cut off relationships with people. People that are maybe good for you or people that are going to speak truth, even it might be hard to hear. It's the good truth. And that's where I think it's so brave of you to admit like, hey, I can't do this by myself. I need a group right. of people that are going to support me through this. Right. And as I hear you talk about that group of people, I'm thinking this is a safe place. Oh, mm-hmm. very safe place.
0: Like this is a place where there's not judgment, there's not questions, there's not doubt. There is love and affirmation and, you know, hope spoken into a situation. And so I think that is so powerful. You have the word of God, you have the people of God, you have the spirit of God, you have the openness of the individual's heart who Who's coming to the retreat. So obviously good things are going to happen. So you went through the Bible study. Now it sounds like you participate in these retreats, which brings us to this next point that I want to shout about. This
2: is now a ministry for you. Yes. Yay. Um, I know that there are women just like I was sitting in a church for 24 years, feeling like they need to work their way back to God or that God cannot forgive them. But it is so not true. And there is so much freedom. And if I had not gone through the Bible study in 2006, I would not be sitting here right now. It would still be my secret sin, my silent sin. And that's one of the things that Satan wants to do. Because abortion is so discussed in public today. But it's still women who have been through abortion feel like they're sitting there with a huge A on their forehead. Mm -hmm. Like Everybody knows, so they want to do everything they can to make sure no one knows and really suspects that they have been through abortion. But there is absolute freedom. There is. And, you know, just being able to tell your story to someone else that you know is not going to go, you did what? And the amazing thing is that I shared my testimony at my church. And It was absolutely incredible because I was terrified all of those years. I was terrified that people were going to reject me, that if they knew the real me or if they really knew what I had done, they wouldn't want anything to do with me. So going back to that church where I had sat for 24 years and worked for 24 years and sharing my story, there was one gentleman who stood up and with tears running down his face said, I wish we would have known and our words that we say about abortion we have to be so careful because if we say you know women who have abortions should suffer this or should you know that's not true. And even the way that we approach and speak about abortion, there may be someone listening who has been through abortion. Your words can have a very powerful effect on them. Yeah, in a negative way. In a very negative yeah. way. And there are so many loving people out there that want to help you. They want to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. And that's what these retreat weekends are about. I want to leave you with Vicki's phone number and... Yeah. And if you call this number, even if she doesn't answer, you can just say, I heard this Donna woman on the radio (laughs) and would like to talk with you. She will call you back. Absolutely no one will know. It's completely, she is the only person who answers this phone. The number is 501-941-8047. Right. And I want
0: to leave the listeners with this startling fact that you shared with me prior to our recording, and that is that one in four
2: women have been affected by abortion exactly so think about how many women you know and think about how many women you sit in church with each Sunday in fact I want you when you go to church next Sunday I want you to look around your auditorium and I want you to look at all of the women that are there and I want you to count because one out of every four sitting in that church could have been touched by abortion. So that itself lets you know you're not alone, but you may be alone in your silence and there is a way out of that silence and it's a way to freedom and God will forgive you. And I know sometimes that sounds like a pat answer, you know, but it's not, it is absolute truth. And so I just encourage you to reach out and get that help. Let us be the ones who loose you from those grave clothes. Amen. Well, thank you
0: so much for sharing your story with us, Donna. And I want to recap the numbers that you shared earlier. You can contact Vicki Parker at Options Pregnancy Center in the Cabot Jacksonville area. Her number is 501-941-8047. And Donna, I just want to say I'm so thankful that you have a voice and that you found your voice and that you're using your voice for the glory of God because many, 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 many will come to know and to believe and to experience the freedom that is found in Jesus Christ. This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspirepodcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in Central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.